0: Hello! Welcome to Philosophy, Science, and Religion. I'm Chandler Klebs, and I'm here with George Ortega, Trick Slattery, and WSD Time. Yeah! Yeah. Okay, so today um, I'm not sure what all we'll be talking about, but George wanted to talk about the most amazing things, the most amazing things of reality or science or the universe or philosophy or whatever. And so I'm not sure where to go, but I'm sure we'll talk about a variety of things. So, George, how about you just start out by telling us what you had in mind?
1: All right, let's start out with one thing, and we can go on to, like, explore as many – as as possible so basically you know this is like we know kind of like our understanding is we can go outward you know further and further and at least according to logic you know we can keep going outward and like with time we can go backward before the Big Bang and logic tells us that we can keep going backward never stop and that we presume that going forward we would go eternally into the future but the one kind of like dimension in a sense that we don't think of that much that that's just boggles my mind is it seems that we can also go inward, you know, like starting for example at an atom, then going to the quarks, then going, you know, much smaller than that. And, you know, the logic seems to say that, that we can keep going smaller and smaller infinitely. And so like, what, what it seems to suggest is that within this one all-encompassing universe, you know, eternal, infinite universe, there seems to be an infinite number of infinitely minute universes. And again, that, that, that just boggles my mind that that could be so.
0: Yeah, well, I know what you mean there because, yeah, it seems like no matter how small something is, there's always something smaller that's inside of it. Yep.
2: Though they say that there's oh, a
0: there's a, a l- species going backwards.
2: A lot of scientists say there's that there's actual there's an actual limit called the Planck scale where, where you, you can't go any lower basically. Oh, so,
3: the Planck, uh, so, instance or whatever. Yeah.
2: So I so I don't know. I'm not sh- I'm not I'm not I'm not a physicist, so I don't know uh, about that. Like like how many scientists agree with that or which ones don't and and why, but. But I do know that there is this, this supposed level that you, that they think you can't, you can't go any farther than that for some physical right. reason.
1: Trick, I, you know, I'm familiar with it. It's like the Planck constant, I think. And so, like, yeah, the idea is like I think that that's one of the basic principles of quantum mechanics is that like you know energy is is stored in these quanta, these packets and that the, 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 this, this packet of energy, I guess the Planck scale um, packet, you know, that, that energy can't be transferred at, at you know, any smaller than that. that. That's the basic unit for energy transfer. So that seems to, you know, I guess that's what they found. But yeah, my question is, does that mean that you can't go inward within like, you know, that, that smallest quantity, you know, and, and, and again, I don't know if, if you, in order to do that, there would have to be a transfer of energy. But, you know, it's just that the logic, the logic says that, um, you know, like, for example, there doesn't seem to be um, in any of the three other dimensions, uh, eternity forward and backward and space outward. There doesn't seem to be a limit. So if there was a limit going inward, that'd be kind of a curiosity also.
2: Yeah, it kind of reminds me of um, I, I forget what it's called. Uh, but, but, it's the idea that where if you were to walk half distance to a point. so so imagine you're at point a, you have point a and point B, and you walk half distance between point a and point B and stop, and then you walk, then then that new point is your next point, and then, and you, you you do half distance from that point to to b and stop, and then half distance to that point from that point to b and stop. You 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 can infinitely go a half step, and never reach B. <laughs> so so <laughs> so so you can you can say I'll, I'm gonna go. It's just it's just like logic tells us that you can you know keep walking half, you know you keep keep going a half distance, and you'll never reach the um, the end basically which is kind of weird to think about. But uh, you, obviously we can't do it because we're, we're physical beings and just physically walking, you know. It will, but but if we were to, you know, just think about just having things, just just saying let's go half this distance and then half this distance and half this distance, you can do that infinitely.
1: Yeah, and I it does, I guess that corresponds with like, you know, I guess in math there's this kind of like – idea that like within any two points there's an infinite number of points in between right i guess yeah like with a line or something okay but yeah that's that's mind-boggling
0: yeah and you know what you mentioned earlier george about like if you could time travel that you could infinitely go back into the past forever or into the future forever if you're going forward like um, and that gets into like the infinite rest that I brought up in plenty of podcasts, and that blows people's mind because I because I mean I I see no reason how there could be a beginning because what there's always something before that.
1: Yeah, that's kind of scary. I mean, like reality has always been. I mean, gazillions and gazillions of eons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that,
2: that's that's. I think the the thing that's most mind boggling to me is is there's either an infinite regress that that just constantly goes back, which which I can't wrap my mind about around an infinite regress. I, I just can't do it. <laughs> but likewise, I can't wrap my mind around an, an a-causal event, which you, I think you need either an infinite regress or an a-causal event. But they're both very counterproductive or counterintuitive. So I don't – I can't – it's just so hard to wrap your mind around either of those concepts, So. That's that's what I find mind-boggling.
1: Yeah, and it, it's similar to like you know you know they say that the the Big Bang space expanded. All right, so what did it expand into? <laughs> you, know, right, you would think right. that there have to be space. Oh so yeah.
2: You'd think so, but yeah, you don't. We don't know. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, and and here's where it, people get tripped up, like. When they talk, uh, when they talk about the whole Big Bang thing, which I still don't believe, by the way, um, like this whole th- everything was smaller than an atom somehow and then got bigger. I, I mean, I don't see how that would be. Um, but even so, there always had to be reality, and we're and we're we're talking whatever there was before what we now call our space time universe or whatever. There's always something.
1: Yeah, and Chandler, it's interesting because like I remember reading in a book that like somebody wrote that well, you know, the universe is at one point the size of a pea, but then I've I've read that like well, it's just, like the size of an atom, and and I wonder, you know, um, what you know what the authoritative statement on that is, like you know, is it is it like an infinitesimally small you know um, point in whatever, or like do they have any dimensions to it? That, that, that's like you know the conventional uh, consensus
2: yeah I, I don't know i don't i don't think they have an actual dimension that but but the but the idea is that if you could uh, because we understand the expansion if if you were to backtrack the entire expansion it would have to compress basically into uh the smallest as you can go basically <laughs> but that's that's the idea about it anyway but then that, that there's some theories that, that there's things there's something before the Big Bang. Like, there's, you, there's cosmological theories that have that as well, so.
1: Yeah. And then, like, yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of tells us there'd have to be something before. And so you're right. So then the question is, like, before the Big Bang, what were the dimensions of that? So yeah, I mean, because, <laughs> right. yeah, is, is it, like, the Big Bangs and Crunches, yeah. Yeah, there's this also ideas that
2: like there's the the multiverse theory that there's the there's and ideas that, that
3: I don't know, but I kind of believe in that for some reason. I think there well, may be a multiverse, more than one universe out there.
2: there. There's ideas that 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 universes spring about through, say, a black hole. So if 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 at one end of the black hole you have a universe springing forth, basically. So so it might be that we our universe sure. or. or what we see as an expansion of that came from a black hole of another universe. So that that's another theory, I guess. But
3: yeah.
2: But you'd still need an infinite regress of uh, you know, so so it's it would be like an infinite regress of universes.
0: Yeah. And then yeah, then you have to wonder these other universes, how much would they be like or different than the what we what the universe that we're living in then?
2: <laughs> right, right. Yeah, there's there's even the theory that it's kind of like like evolution, where where the laws of physics are different for each universe, and it, it kind of depends on how you know the causality that that led to each different universe. Just like just like we're different than other animals, universes are different because of. Uh, uh, Yeah, I mean, talk about the laws of physics themselves are different in each universe, or uh, you know, not completely the same.
0: Well, like here's an idea related to that. Like, I like I had ideas. Like, and and this just may sound nuts, but imagine a cold fire, like a fire that produces coldness rather than heat or a, or a flash dark or like a, a, a flash a flashlight that is flash dark and it produces darkness instead of light. <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't know. Well, going back to I would believe uh, that. Going back? Yeah, going back to the the, the you know the universes and all. One thing I read, I, I mentioned before this this book, it's an amazing book, The Singularity is Near by the, Ray Kurzweil incidentally is one of Google's top People, you know, top executives. Ray Kurzweil. He's he's done a lot of um, research um, in different fields. And one of the things he says that I I find it hard to believe. I you know I kind of like. It seems like he, you know, miscalculated. But he's you know his, the evidence he presents seems you know reasonable. And he he says that like it you know according to various calculations he did. He's kind of like concluding that it's very unlikely that there are life forms out in the universe that are as intelligent as we are. And the reason he uh, claims don't. is, yeah, I mean, it doesn't make sense to me. I, I, I got to look more into it. He says, like, if there were, then we would be receiving signals from them. But, you know, it just it just, I, I, it just to, to, if that were the case, okay. that would just.
3: I'm going to ask you something. I'm gonna ask you something. You just is like talking to a, a a more intelligent species is like us talking to a dog, basically. If we got a signal and come back and you get a signal back from out there, will we even understand it?
1: And, well and, then, and, and,
3: that's what I'm saying. These are intelligent beings.
2: <laughs> there's also the theory that 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 any uh, eventually any intelligent beings that you know that evolve uh, end up destroying themselves at some point so so it's so 14 billion and years we are in the of the there, there might have, there might, yeah. have there might have been alien races that already destroyed themselves and, and and since we're in our time frame and they're in their they were in their time frame we'll never communicate so that's that's the other theory and then the other theory is the fact that you know that we're millions or billions of light years away from uh I mean, I, I'm not sure what, what what the what's the distance between uh, the closest star that we have, which is what's what's our closest star? I forget the name of it. it starts with a C. Alpha Centauri.
1: Yeah. Alpha Centauri. Four, I
2: thought
3: 4.7 light years.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean. Say
3: the closest star, closest galaxy.
2: Closest, just the closest star, I'm talking
3: about. 4.7 light years, I believe. Yeah.
2: Okay. Well, let's say it's 4.7 light years. That. That is traveling at the speed of light to get. It'll take
3: four years to get there. We know.
2: Right. So, so I mean, so so the chances of an alien race ever reaching us is slim, unless they have extremely advanced technology that that can travel. Exactly.
3: Why would they deal with us when they got the um the state of art technology they can use at their disposal?
2: That being said, yeah. I'm agnostic on whether there's other life in the universe. We d- really don't know how. I'm
3: agnostic too, but I'm not you know, oblivious of it.
0: Well, what I gotta say is if there if there's any life forms out there more intelligent than us, they're more intelligent. Uh, they're intelligent enough to know not to mess with humans. <laughs> uh, I don't think we'd be worth their time. <laughs> it's if, yeah, they
3: did th- a, if, that, if they did a tank. I guarantee you it'll be um, a quick and swift annihilation of our you know, species. But, you know, uh, because of their advanced technology. But, you know.
1: I think you're right, WC. I think that, like, you know, if they're, like, advanced enough to be able to co- communicate with us, it's kind of like we don't try to communicate with, like, single-celled organisms. We don't even try, right? <laughs> so yep. so it's like maybe maybe they're communicating yeah, amongst that, themselves. Yeah
3: like, yeah. like I said, it's like it's trying to communicate, okay. Sure, we talk to our cat to some degree, we know it is, but let's try having have a conversation with our cat, or dog, or um, hamster, or rat or bug.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> I, I, I think once we once we travel like like there's certain moons in our own solar system that once we once we get there and, and, and if we're able to detect signs of, of life that that aren't our own bio biology basically that have have evolved on Other planets you know just signs of life like like um fossils or any any kind of uh um something that that tells us that there was once life on that planet then the chances are it the the universe is infested with life basically (laughs) life is everywhere in the universe but but you know yeah yeah
1: i I think his 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 thing was yeah, I, I would, uh, you know, I don't think he can test life being everywhere, but just, like, life that's, that's like, as intelligent or more intelligent than us. Part of it, uh, guys, you got to read this book. It's, like, the, one of the themes is that, like, information processing and civilization and technology and innovation invention is is expanding and increasing and developing exponentially. Sure. So, you know, for example... It took like you know a hundred years to get from like the steam engine to now, and it's taken ten years to go like you know a thousand times beyond the steam engine. I mean stuff like that, and it's continuing to expand exponentially.
2: Right, right. I mean, it, it, yeah, we're we're hitting a new era. It was thirty years ago we didn't even have uh, we had dial-up internet connection, <laughs> uh, and and most people didn't know, even know how to use that. So so that was that, that, that was thirty. 30-
3: dial-up was shit. No well, that's
2: what I'm saying. So it was so,
3: my slang, but it was shit.
2: So today we're all interconnected, and and I and, and artificial intelligence is increasing because of that, because of the internet and things like that. So it's 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 just gonna go. It's just gonna boom from there. It's just you're gonna see a huge spike. Uh, that's gonna be a quick spike, basically.
1: Right. One another thing he says is like sometimes we think of um. You know, development, development being linear, you know, kind of like predictable along a, a kind of a, you know, steady incline. But you're right, then there are these spikes, like, you know, from, from um, uh, tra- those tubes, those vacuum tubes to transistors. And, you know, just when, when a new unexpected technology just like changes the entire paradigm.
2: Right. And I think the, the singularity he's talking... I, I haven't read his book, but I think the singularity that most people talk about when they talk about this is that uh, is transhumanism or transconsciousness, where we are going to take on a different form. Basically, we're we're eventually going to replace our biological bodies with technological bodies. So,
1: yeah, he says like very soon, like these nano robots, nanotechnology. I th- we could have. These these tiny little computers in us, keeping us healthy, and just like you know, allowing us to like live eternally. We, you know, our cells wouldn't decompose anymore, reversing the aging process. I mean, it, it, it's mind-boggling.
2: Right, right, and and you can see how that could happen. I mean, all we are is biological robots, basically. So, it's just replacing parts. We do that now. We replace valves and things like that within and our the
3: machine become one.
2: Yeah, I mean we're 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 transitioning as we speak, uh, you know, in some degree and there uh, eventually the blind people will have eye replacements, right? Like they'll have cameras for, for eyes instead of Oh uh... man, that
0: would be so awesome.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I don't see I mean it's it's just a matter of connecting different hardware. So
3: yeah, I, I think it. It's like this show called. You ever heard, saw this show called Biotic Woman?
0: <laughs> no, but it sounds um, interesting.
3: Oh yeah, what happened was she gets in a crash, right? She got biotic legs, a biotic uh, just biotic arm, a biotic arm. Yeah. And well, the story is they try to make her to a soldier, so they gave her some enhancement.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, well, grew I up don't with,
3: want to say too much.
2: I grew up with the with the show, the Six Million Dollar Man, which was about the Bionic Man, basically. Yeah. So that's 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 back in the day, but
3: it's kind of yeah. like that.
2: Yeah.
1: An- another thing that he says is will happen is like, for example, right now, you know, imagine all the information that's accessible through the internet. You know, I mean, like it's you know it's it's beyond, you know imagination just and like he says that eventually we human beings will be able to like tap into that with our minds so like all that stuff will be part of our our, our our biological thinking processes so like you can so like you
0: can google something without needing to have a separate computer
1: or, or, or you can figure out a, a, a problem, work on a problem, not using just, like, the, the, the information that's stored in your memories and your biological brain, but using, you know, all of the information information that, that's on the Internet.
3: Right, right. The Matrix is coming!
2: Oh, yeah, okay. definitely. I mean, <laughs> I, I've, I read an article where they're already starting to prog- – like, like, you can program memories – into a, a person's brain and like fa- false memories that they of something that never took place, and you can wipe out certain memories, uh, which which they're going to use for certain uh, problematic memories and things like that. But we got so so
3: first, because I can see how they can be used for malicious use.
2: Yeah, and then once that's connected to the internet, you know, <laughs> you can pretty much learn how to to uh, fly a helicopter in about. 30 seconds, right? So
1: You you guys saw that movie Her, right? No, the, I haven't H-E-R. seen that one yet. Oh, you got to see this. Is it NW? Like and Her, yeah, and you know, I'm not going to talk about it cuz if I talk about it I'll ruin it. So like, you got to see that film. It's kind of like iRobot. kind of another one that's like very recent. It's XX Machina. I saw that one. No. I saw yeah, it. Yeah, that was good.
3: Oh, I got to watch that. I never it, heard of Her.
1: Once, once you guys watch her, we should do. We should devote kind of like you know at is least a part a, of an episode to that. It's
3: on Netflix.
1: Um, I I borrowed it from my library. I don't know, or no, actually I bought. I got it from Redbox. Ah,
3: uh, oh, okay. all right.
2: <laughs> her.
1: Yeah. Uh, so.
3: Because that sounds right, t- that sounds obscure as shit. One of those type of movies that's gonna be like, yeah, I'm gonna be hard to find.
1: <laughs> no, no, no! It's out there. It's totally out there. You could get, you could rent it two ninety nine on Amazon. I'm sure.
0: I don't have Amazon. I have Netflix. I'm pretty sure that I started watching that movie with my mom. We got so disgusted halfway through it that we never, never finished it.
1: Well, Chandler, I mean, I can, I, I can. Uh, is it like? I can say this without ruining it. It is kind of like that. Like these two people kind of like develop relationships with computers that are programmed to like actually be as conscious as human beings.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, it, okay. it, it,
1: yeah. Right. And you're right. It's like, but but you you might want to see it again just to see the end. Again, I don't want to ruin it, but it, it, it's pretty mind blowing the way how it you know develops.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of people will be interested in it anyway. <laughs> yeah, said, oh, so, right?
1: yeah, So, what's what's other you know really amazing stuff?
3: Hmm. Hmm.
2: Quantum entanglement seems a little strange to me. Um, Quantum
3: entanglement.
2: Yeah, where you have action at a distance, where you have. Uh, a spin of a particle, and then and then the a particle at a far distance can, will spin the opposite direction, uh, causally supposedly. But
1: right, our uh, sorry. Uh, so let's let's get into that a bit more. So, like, if, if my understanding is correct, relativity prohibits acceleration from below the speed of light to faster than speed of light. It doesn't necessarily prohibit constant superlum luminal communication and so like so apparently this communication if if that's what's happening between entangled particles for example, let's say on, on either side of the universe that's that communication has to be thousands of times faster than the speed of light so it is it, it's like you know so, so i mean like how does that happen
2: right well yeah so so it's it's almost like um like it's bypassing the universe like 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 if you can imagine that you have space, space, time, and it's somehow bypassing all of that, and and these two things are connected without having to go through space, basically, <laughs> without having to to travel at all. So that's well, that's like going
3: that's warp space, basically.
2: Well, it's 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 because because it's instantaneous action at a distance. So as soon as one particle spins the other one particle other particle spins in the opposite direction instantaneously supposedly uh, is is the is what it is trick
1: so, trick do you, trick, do you, do you think that dark matter or dark energy might have something to do with it
2: I I don't know I mean dark I it's hard to say I mean dark dark matter or dark energy is really just I, I would call it I guess uh, dark gravity. it's just it has, just has to do with gravity, but um, or at least we're we're what we're able to detect is gravity, and that's what we're so that's all that's all we know about dark energy is that we can detect gravity. <laughs> so I don't know i' I'm, I'm not even sure what dark energy is
1: right, because so I, I, like, has... right, I mean, like do you think that maybe relativity doesn't apply to it that, that somehow you know it's exempt from it. I don't know.
3: Yeah. I don't know. Well, they say the galaxies are going faster than the speed of light, so it's possible. <laughs> they say what? The galaxies—they're swirling faster than the speed of light. That's just what they say.
2: No, they're traveling pretty fast, but so according to physics, the, nothing travels faster than the speed of light, or or even as—I mean, light only light travels as fast as the speed of the light. <laughs> so,
0: as far as we know, anyway. <laughs>
2: Well, there's there's a theory of tachyons. Tachyons are, are these theoretical particles that travel faster. Yeah,
3: than but here's a problem. Catching them is fucking impossible. What is? Seeing them is going to be fucking impossible if they actually exist.
2: Yeah, well, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because
3: you say faster than light, yeah.
2: <laughs> they're, they're theoretical, like. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the theory of for tachyons is, but it's it's a it's a one postulate that they exist that, and they travel faster than the speed of light. And if that's the case, then that 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 it, that does mess up um, relativity theory a little bit because uh, it's based on relativity is based on uh, the idea that nothing travels faster than the speed of light. So.
1: All right, so trick. What what else could you speculate on in terms of entanglement? Is there is there other kinds of like, you know, questions that it, it invites, or just you know, what what you know what more is part of that mystery? I
2: uh, I don't know that I just find it really baffling that it's instantaneous. Um,
1: uh, they say that that you we might
2: be able to create some kind of like communication between. Uh, by entangling two particles and, and travel, you know, if we travel, we can have instantaneous communication or something like that. I, um, I don't know if that's just science fiction or or if that's something that will be possible in the future. But uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not, I, I, it's, it's just one of those things that baffles me. Now, some people say that uh, that it's not true, that, that we can't – it's not – it's kind of just an illusion, of particles entangling, but it's not really happening. So, well, I don't
1: didn't know. didn't I mean? Because like it, it it was derived from Bell's theorem, right? And didn't Elaine Aspect and and I guess like subsequent um, experiments uh, verify it? I thought that that had been you, you know yeah, they've yeah. done the experiments.
2: They've done experiments and everything, but but like I said, it is. It's sort of in, that's sort of incompatible with special relativity as well. Um, so for special relativity, there's no such thing as absolute simultaneity. Um, but for entangled particles, you kind of need these two particles to be simultaneously spinning. So 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 it needs to be absolute simu- simultaneous. But from, and this is gets complicated. But from a different from a different point of view one could be happening at one time and another happening at another time at least according to special relativity and so that's a kind of a conflict with with the two different theories so I don't know not sure it's
1: no that is that's 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 totally amazing Chandler what 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 else should we uh, be exploring
0: well I'm not sure I don't I didn't understand the stuff you guys were just talking about (laughs) honestly but, yeah, I mean, there's got to be something else to think about that's, that's amazing. Of course, I mean, you, you guys, we, we all know that it's amazing to think that we don't have free will, you know. Um, you know, that, that, you know that, at first, that, that's kind of mind-blowing. And, and we've talked a lot about that, obviously, uh, just about everything being caused by something else.
1: Here's one. I, I want to get your take on this. Um, we, um, Chandler, you and I, I think did a, a podcast on this several weeks ago. Um, basically, for example, like we have, let's say we got a headache or something. So that's kind of like our consciousness is, is kind of like hurting or something. I don't know. It's our, It's a mind phenomenon, right? And then we take some aspirin and, you know, it makes it better. So that's kind of like matter affecting mind in a sense, right? Matter affecting consciousness. And then there's other examples, for example, like the placebo effect where a person believes that they're getting a medicine, even though it's a sugar pill or something, and their mind affects matter. It might affect like the, the, the structure of their brain so they feel less pain or something. So then the question becomes, you know, just like, like mass and energy are different manifestations of the same phenomena, fundamental phenomena, could it be... That mind and matter, matter are different manifestations of the same phenomenon.
2: I, I, I am a physicalist, so I think that mind and matter are the same thing. Like I think mind, uh, in my, my in my view, mind is a property of specific configurations of matter. So, so like 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 you have um, uh, water is wet or a ball is round and rolls, you have certain configurations of brain states with electrical, chemical uh, things going on that, ha- that have the property of conscious experience. <laughs> which, which that's, the other, that's another kind of amazing thing. Is it's, just, it's just baffling that that property would arise, right? That that, that property is here, but, but it's, it's obvious it is, so...
1: Yeah. yeah, I'm with you on, on that. I I think everything's physical. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and and people don't the, our language doesn't reflect it, but <coughs> but yeah, that it makes absolute sense. It would be.
2: Yeah, I mean, some people are mind-body dualists. They think the mind is something separate from the body or separate from matter. But uh, I think all all evidence supports that it it isn't. That that least core. I mean, we have we have correlations. We we have, for example, we have learned the correlations for back pain. Um, you can do, we can actually take a MRI and determine if a person has back pain without them telling us they have back pain by looking at that MRI uh, scan and and looking at to see what specific parts light up. Uh, this is a, a new thing that just came about that where they they actually can observe the correlates of pain and then later on that the, the, the you know they can verify it with the person yeah I experienced back pain at that point and and it's 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 a absolute correlation so um, so we know that the brain and consciousness are intertwined at, at the very least so I, I just think it's a property of the brain it's just uh, but it's the, the weird part about this property is it's, it's it's subjective and only and and a personal thing that where we can't other people can't experience it at least yet. Now we might be able to hook up later on. You know, once technology hap, you know increases, we might be able to hook up brains uh, in a way that we can actually experience what other people experience. Um, you know, hook up two brains together in kind of a peer-to-peer type situation where one is experiencing the other's uh, state.
1: Yeah. uh, Actually, that reminds me.
0: Go ahead, Chandler. I was just gonna say that that brings up the question of whether or not we would want to. Like, it might be scary to experience what somebody else is experiencing.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Did you Did you guys ever see the movie? Uh, What was it? Um, It had a date in it, but but it was but it was about the movie was about is uh, they had this like machine that recorded people's brain states. Uh, and then you could take that machine and put it on someone else's head, and they would experience whatever that person experienced. And it was about – about the movie was about some, some serial killer who would kill people in really bad ways uh, with the thing on their head, and then other people would experience that. So it was, it was kind of a messed up movie. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting because I, I could see that technology happening.
1: Hmm. That reminds me. Part of Kurzweil's book, he says that like we're not far from the time where virtual reality will be indistinguishable to us uh, oh, yeah. from actual reality. That's oh. mind-boggling. Yeah,
2: That's... I just I just played my cousin, my nephew's. Um, he's got a PlayStation virtual reality headset, uh, and I just put it. You know, you put that thing on, and you look around and. It just seems so real. So, so here, this thing where you where you're in this like carnival type roller coaster thing, and I, I actually felt sick going up and down the roller coaster. You know, you you, you feel all the things.
3: Hey, I put you, those on. I put those on. Those um. If, I, if I'm not feeling the G force, it's not sane to me.
2: Oh no, I I don't know. I uh, my stomach. Oh dropped. no, I
3: put it on. I'm like this. I'm like looking down another nothing,
2: but I don't feel the G forces from it. Well, yeah, well, I guess I wasn't a ro- like a roller coaster roller coaster the one I did. So, yeah, I, I know what you mean by the G force. Like you feel like, um, I guess the wind hitting your the face.
3: Negative G's, um, yeah. positive G's, you know. Yeah,
2: yeah, I, I understand that, but but still, I mean. I don't know. It just seems so real to me. It's it's and that's just today, right? It's we're not even at that the advanced stage yet, but there's those there's the headsets that they have today that are pretty darn good right now. So
1: Yeah. Right, guys, I want to I want to introduce so- Chandler, do you have another thing or
0: Oh, just go ahead, George.
1: All right, I got This is pretty cool. All right. Now I don't know if you guys know, but this like this composer Bert Backrack has happens to be my second cousin. He's like this famous composer. So like I just noticed that he put out his autobiography a couple of years ago, so I was listening to it. You know, I borrowed it from the library. I usually don't read any fiction or biographies. I got like interested, I enjoyed it. So then like I borrowed the biography on Timothy Leary. Okay, Timothy Leary, if you guys know, um, he was the Harvard professor that basically popularized LSD, okay? So from that, I start kind of like learning about, you know, I I mean, I've researched this before, there's certain chemicals like LSD and DMT and peyote that they're not just about mood enhancement, about blissing out and stuff, they're not like, like heroin or something. They, you know, under these chemicals, especially like DMT, the, the people who are on it communicate with with here? beings that li- so so the idea I don't know if you guys can hear that I'm in Central Park a bunch of people just yeah talking, um, yeah know, we hear a whole sorry. bunch
0: of people making right,
1: noise so, right so all right so the idea is check the so like you know we think of kind of like going out to space to kind of like um, venture into new realms for for different beings or we think of sometimes going underwater right but it could be that. These chemicals like DMT and LSD actually give us access to different realms, different worlds that that exist. You know, you you know, uh, how what you know, but like, you know, that we can't access them unless we're in that kind of like state of consciousness. And then I had another kind of like a thought about it that like sometimes, you know, there's this such thing as a bad trip. And for example, like there's actually this this um, this drug that's called salvia divinorium divinorum that happens to be legal and um, I experimented with it just like several years ago just even a little and it's scary in other words this thing is legal because it's so unpleasant that people would want to do it but the, the idea is that, like the thought that came to my mind is that like let's say there are other realms I, I don't, I don't want to call them dimensions because dimensions confuses it with like the four physical dimensions and all so like different realms where different beings exist, and sometimes like, you know, people have a good trip, so they kind of like um, are accessing these beings in a way that's acceptable to them or whatever. And then the other times, let's say when they take too much of a certain agent, then these beings, you know, are actively, you know, like they they they're purposely scaring the hell out of the, the people that that enter into their realm in that way. So what do you guys think about this idea that, like, there actually may be, you know, various realms of beings that exist that, but we can't generally, you know, for example, like we can only see like a certain spectrum of light in the, um, the spectrum of electromagnetic spectrum, right? So in that same way, we ordinarily can only detect... You know, um, consciousnesses in a certain spectrum, but these these drugs allow us to like expand our 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 scope of spectrums and and allow us to like enter these other realms. What what do you guys think?
2: Uh, I'd be very skeptical. I I, I I especially when it comes to drugs. I I think uh, psychedelics I, I can create hallucination,
3: hallucinations
2: yeah. and things like that. I mean, it's. It's just playing with brain states it's, 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 it's kind of like doing um, virtual reality in a, in a sense uh, you're, you're just playing with a brain state to reconfigure that brain state to experience other things that but I don't think those things actually exist I mean I don't, I don't uh, that's that's the whole point about drugs <laughs> is that it creates uh, these fictitious things in your head so it, it, it changes your brain state. That in a way that your perceptions are altered, basically. Yeah,
0: I mean, I mean, sure, it's interesting, but I'd have to agree with Trick that that that's a, that can be very dangerous. Um, now, here's here's something. Now, let's suppose you had um, some people who were on drugs, and then they started like communicating with each other telepathically and weird stuff like that, um, and and there was some way of like ver- verifying that people were able to transfer any information. Like, um, like, let's say that you've got these two people on LSD or whatever, okay? And so one of them has, like, the uh, the script of some, like, say, Shakespeare play or something. They have, like, the whole script of a play or, or lyrics of some song or something like that written on a piece of paper that the other person knows nothing about. They don't know it at all. But they're able to communicate, the brain state is able to communicate... Okay, telepathic with this other person, so they can read everything that's on a, on a paper um, in a whole other room with ha, by a different person. That would be weird. Yeah. Now that being but, said, that, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: No, go ahead, Chuck.
2: Go ahead. That being said, I, I um some people say that DMT and 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 some of these other drugs create um, allow allow people to open up, expand their mind a little bit, uh, give them a little more creativity and and things like that. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. So I I don't I don't don't necessarily think that psychedelic drugs might. I I mean, I wouldn't demote them, I guess. Um, I wouldn't necessarily promote them either. But but uh, I I just don't think that they're, they're actually accessing reality, but they could help in other ways. So.
1: right no I, I think there definitely are some therapeutic uses I think they've they've experimented with for example very small doses the, the doses that aren't nearly enough to uh, to induce hallucinations but right. because like they, they, they allow some insight but all right like trick let's go let's say we, we follow your paradigm that you know basically it, they aren't real realities but they you know they exist in our brain we're imagining them so then the question becomes why? Would would you know like taking let's say a, a lot of of a certain substance just like create a reality that just scares the hell out of us that you know that well, just, it is so it's just so frightening. Like, it's kind of I think it's I think it's depends
2: on the drug like each drug accesses or um, affects different parts of the brain basically. So so when when I take basically just one, just taking Vicodin at night for example before I go to bed. Because I have a cold, I have some messed up dreams at night. My my dreams are always messed up whenever I take NyQuil. Like, well, I just I just have all these vivid, really strange, bizarre dreams that usually don't take place unless I'm ha- unless I have the NyQuil before. So, so so it's just it's because of this chemical that's you know all these chemicals that are causing havoc in the brain basically. So and it all depends on you know the type of drug DMTs I think. Accesses certain parts of the brain that uh, have to do with probably creativity, have to do with uh, um, <clears throat> I don't know imagery and things like that, and and it's hallucinogenic as well. So,
0: yeah, I mean, you could get that same kind of effect from all manner of drugs, not just very specific drugs.
2: Yeah, I mean, when you ha- when people have schizophrenia, for example, they have they have. Certain parts of their brains that are doing strange things. Like, um, did you ever see the movie um, A Good Mind or something something with mind in it? But but the guy was hallucinating a brilliant mind. A beautiful beautiful mind, mind. that's it. A beautiful mind. So the guy's hallucinating about 10 different people in in that movie, and he doesn't know who's a hallucination or who's not a hallucination because they seem so real to him. Um, but that's because his brain is doing weird things. So it's same thing, you know, DMT, I think, just accesses certain parts of your brain that causes types of hallucinations.
0: I hear you. Yeah. And another thing is, like, supposing that you could make the reality be what you wanted, like, you could always make the reality uh, that a person's experiencing be positive... Wouldn't we all want to do that?
1: I think such an, I think, like, the standard kind of consensus is that it's not possible. In other words, like, it's not possible to constantly feel, let's say, blissful. I'm thinking, like, just like with the exponential growth of technology, I think we'll eventually meet a point where we will, like, Bioengineer unpleasantness right, suffering and you're breaking completely up. out of the human species.
0: Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Your your audio for some reason is like cutting up, so we're not we're not hearing very you very well. Yeah. Did you did you say you
2: will bioengineer negative experiences or positive ones? Is he there? Hey George, you there? Hello. Oh, we lost George.
0: God
2: damn it. Well, I still see him, though, but...
0: Oh, yeah, that's weird. Okay, yeah. Oh, you there, George?
1: Can you hear me now?
0: Okay, yeah. Oh, there you. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, now we hear you. For a while, your audio cut out. then we didn't hear you for a while.
1: All right, so, yeah, I don't know what happened. So, like, um, where were we? Yeah, so, like, the idea... Basically, I was saying like that we could completely engineer suffering out of our human experience is completely so we never like suffer again. What are your thoughts on that, Chandler? That was kind of like where you yeah. were going, right? Yeah,
0: exactly. Because we've talked about this. Like, if there was a happiness pill or whatever, like if you could just make people never suffer, you know, you'd want to do that, wouldn't you? I mean, I would. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's and a then I, I think what will probably end up happening is
2: we'll have we'll have a technical we'll, we'll basically become transhuman uh, to a, in, in a way that we'll be able to uh, turn off negative experiences that we don't want to have. Uh, but, but at the same time, if we want to have uh, an experience that's outside of an entirely pleasurable one for some odd reason, uh, then we could probably do that as well. You know, but but we'd have more control over over the experiences we do have, and and be able to prevent the really bad ones. For, for example, like the the um, extreme pain or or things like that.
1: Right, because the philosophical argument that that I've heard for years is like, well, you know, if we were blissed out, whatever, you know, we need the pain to be able to appreciate the pleasure. But then, then, like, I remember several years ago, like it, it dawned on me that, like, well, can you hear me? Yeah,
0: I can hear you. Oh, go
1: ahead. One more All time. Right. So, like, it, so it, it dawned on me. Um, people say that, like, you need pain in order to appreciate the pleasure. So then it dawned on me several years ago. Well, wait a minute. Like, we, like, value life. You know, we really appreciate living, right? And yeah. I don't remember ever having been dead. You know, we, we've never, we don't remember having... So like, so that's kind of like a philosophical, logical example, how you can experience one thing without experiencing, let's say it's opposite or, or it's lack of it.
2: Yeah. I, I never bought into that, that idea that you needed one for the other. Um, we know that there's pleasure centers in the brain and things like that, that, that are separate from, uh, pain centers. Now, now I know that, that, that our brains kind of, they, that the two kind of work together. Like, uh. You know, you 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 uh, you're in pain. You uh, lose that pain for some reason, like like you take a pain reliever, and that gives you pleasure because you you you're, you're um, it's called a relief pleasure. So we so a lot of I think of a lot of our ple- pleasures are relief pleasures, uh, you know, relieving negative experiences basically. But uh, what that what's that what that's actually doing is activating pleasure centers and things like that. So, so it's, it's you can have one without the other. You, you don't need – one doesn't necessitate, necessitate the other. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, I don't think that you have to experience pain to experience pleasure. Um, and some people say that, but it doesn't make any sense. I mean, like, because I don't see how somebody who has experienced more pain in their life Will somehow get more pleasure? That doesn't make any sense.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you want to, you, you can think of like um. Think of a hypothetical scenario where someone's never experienced anything bad yet. Let let's say let's say they're they just can they just come into existence and they have yet to experience anything bad, and we drug them up. We we, we give them the the best uh, most pleasurable drug ever. Uh, at that point. They they would experience that pleasure without ever experiencing anything negative prior, so it's not like one necess- necessitates the other
0: necessarily. Right. Yeah, I definitely agree there.
1: Right. I'm wondering through whether through nanotechnology or bioengineering, we could just you know basically um, turn off or you know deactivate these pain structures in our brain so like you know we still like you know the messages that tell us to pull our hand away from a hot stove or something still get through but just without the sensation of pain
2: right well some people think like like you need the pain of of getting to a certain point to get to the pleasure so so climbing the mountain you know and all the pain of of climbing that mountain and then when you get to that that top of that mountain that that's when you have the pleasure of uh, you know the, the fact that you accomplish something and, and all these all these different things that cause your pleasure but but i say that you could actually replicate that same pleasure state the same brain state that you have at the top of the mountain without having the actual climb <laughs> so i don't i don't agree that you necessarily once once techno, technological advances happen that you necessarily need to endure the pain, to get to the pleasure state.
1: Yeah, I agree. Totally. Yeah. So what else is amazing? Huh. Mm.
0: Hmm pretty much it yeah, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know I, I i'm trying to think of something amazing but i don't know if i can talk but we've talked already <laughs> so far in,
1: in a way in a way in a way just reality just the fact that everything exists that's pretty amazing you know i mean like i mean like i can't you know and and, and i guess also like just you know um the billions of years that that like that we didn't exist or just like no, I don't know. Just, 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 yeah. Just the fact. I guess we talked about this before. The eternity of existence. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yep. Eternity of existence. If it's eternal, but yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, here's an interesting thing. Um, like. It, let's say that we went along with an a-causal event, like, w- which I don't, I don't agree with. Um, like say there was an a-causal event that, that, that started things. The, here's the trouble. There would have to bre- be a pre-existing nature to, in order to have a pre-existing law of nature that allows for a-causal events. So that would have to be like a, like a pre-existing reality that allowed a-causal events.
2: <laughs> well, we we could imagine you know something coming from nothing, but yeah, I know that it's 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 a bizarre concept. It's just like, what does that even mean? Something coming from nothing, but <laughs> yeah. but if or you think about right. it, what does it mean to say that something is an infinite regress? Either like like infinite regress, like in, it just that that doesn't make a whole lot of sense either. So so you have two very counterproductive or or counterintuitive um, problems there. <laughs>
1: All right. So then, the question becomes: Is our understanding of logic not strong enough to, um, to basically, you know, make that make sense, or do you think that just like it defies, you know, our ability to understand through logic, you know, and and will always?
2: Or here's well, it-, it. I don't think it's like it has has much to do with logic. Like, like you can. I, I don't. I don't think either of them are necessarily illogical. For example, I just think that they're it's just hard to imagine you can't you
1: well but the, the, the idea trick but the idea is for example like one they're they're mutually exclusive in other words like if if reality is eternal then it can't be finite and even though both are logical one has to be wrong logically right right
2: we just don't know right so we don't we don't have enough information and we'll never have enough information to know, I, I
0: think. And here, here's a question, guys. Let's Okay, let's suppose that when, you know, the man-made machines and the artificial intelligence, like, it, it becomes conscious or something. Well, then which will the robots believe in? Will they believe in an infinite regress or will they believe there was an actual beginning somewhere?
2: <laughs> mm, I don't know. Maybe they'll be able to solve the problem because they'll be far more intelligent than we are.
0: Yeah, that, that's my <laughs> thought exactly trick. <laughs> Maybe. Like you guys, if my,
1: you guys if got
3: computers work, they're going to go the most efficient route. So, you know, they're going to solve it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you guys got to read that book. I mean, like, basically, it's a big book. And uh, once you get past the beginning, it gets more and more complex and kind of like just it kind of like lost me because you have to like it's just presenting so much information and feels that I'm not you know familiar with. But the beginning of the be- book presents the basic theories, theory of it. And that just blew my mind, just like the accelerating pace of, of exponential growth and technology and civilization and, and, and like just like in progress. It's 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 yeah. unbelievable.
2: What they say is like the the younger you are today, the longer you're gonna live. So so somebody that uh, Chandler's age has a better chance of living even eternally than me and you, George, because we're we're kind of older. Uh, so so be, because by the time well, to be they,
3: honest, this honest in this shit world, I don't want to live forever. <laughs> Well, I don't mean eternally.
2: I don't, there's no such thing as eternally. Uh, I'm, I'm just saying for a very long time. Uh, you know, eventually the the universe is gonna uh, <laughs> right. run, run out run out of energy and every, everything. But uh,
3: yep.
1: But, well, I uh, got these two. I got these two dragonflies just doing this wild dance in front of me. It's very cool.
0: <laughs> oh man.
3: I'll be swatting at them at this point.
0: Uh, hey, what? Unless in, in, if they were bothering you, maybe. But if they're not doing anything to you, you wouldn't. I them.
3: don't like bugs. What part of that you not understand?
0: I know you don't like they bugs, buggy. but <laughs> well, that's why they're called bugs, WSD. <laughs> uh.
2: Yeah, I'm not a big nature fan myself. I go outside and I get eaten alive by mosquitoes. So, ah, oh, hate mosquitoes. I hate them
3: fast. <laughs> <laughs> Not bastard I I hated bad balls. You hope you never get them bastards.
0: Oh yeah, we've <laughs> had those before. <laughs> yeah, so, like I
3: said, I had them one time. I couldn't afford a sterminator, so I just went to work. I got me, you know, I got me spray that kills them. I stayed up all night one time trying to kill them bastards, chase them in the cubby hole. and unloaded. I went full out rambo on them. I was getting the fuck out of here.
0: Oh man. <laughs>
3: I swear, uh, I swear, it went like this. It went from like seeing them once a day, seeing them everywhere, to seeing them once, seeing one once a day, to seeing one every two days. Then every week I'll see them. Then the third week could turn into a month. That month, then none existent Uh
0: huh.
3: Now, if I'll find them, they'll be dead. They'll, they'll mention the traps I'll be setting up for them. <laughs>
0: uh huh.
2: Sorry. Sorry, Chandler. He's killing, but he's killing. Yeah, things.
0: I know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah I know but I I don't want them bothering WSD. This is a this is a lose lose situation sort of a thing like like there's hey that's another amazing thing. There okay it's 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 amazing but also very disturbing this whole idea that we're having to choose between one evil or another, like the evil of the bugs terrorizing WSD or WSD terrorizing the bugs. (laughs) You know, it's like, what, what, you know, either the bugs kill him or he kills them. It's like, there's, there's no way for both to get what they want.
1: (laughs) Right. Well, hopefully, hopefully Chandler, hopefully, you know, really doesn't matter maybe to a bug, whether it's alive or or dead. (laughs) That might, you know, I hope it's like that. I hope it's like that. But you know, all right. Relative to this, guys, like um, in terms of like veganism, all this cruel um, treatment of animals. I don't know if I mentioned this before, like a week or two ago or so. But like, you know, we're about five, ten years away from being able to grow, for example, beef and chicken and all in labs, and 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 market it at the same price as meat is sold in supermarkets today. So like, right. you know, and and that's you know that is that is phenomenal
2: oh yeah i'm I'm a big supporter of in vitro meat um i think that's that's the way to go since i don't think the majority are going to accept no meat now i i know i know there's going to be a big like for some reason people have to have real meat they can't have this uh fake stuff but uh, i think once it once it becomes yeah. almost almost uh identical in taste and things like that then uh then I think it's going to be like people will be eventually be embarrassed if they have to have real meat. Like it, it, there's well, no yeah. reason for that kind of uh, for that kind of unethical thing when you don't have to have it.
0: Yeah, well, I'm glad you brought that up, Trick, because, you know, um, and, and I feel like this is important to mention because on our, previ- our previous episode, the one where we had Peter, he had that mindset, you know, that it's better to kill real and eat real animals than to have a synthetic meat. And I find this to be a weird naturalistic fallacy, you know, this idea that there's one thing that's real as opposed to another thing that's not and that one's better than another. Because it doesn't make any sense at all.
2: Not only that is, uh, in, they say that in vitro meat is going to be a lot more healthy. Uh, it's not going to have like the hormone injections that that people do to the animals. Basically, it's not going to have all the chemicals. It's not going to have. So it's going to be. A, they say it's going to be a lot more healthy than. Um, they they can do it without all the fat and things like that. So
1: you know what I what I think I think the people in power, the people that have a lot of money and have the influence on on civilization right now, they are not tuning people's conscience into the uh, this reality of how cruel we are because they can't make money on it. Right? Yeah. But as back. as. As soon as as soon as they can like, you know, scale up this in vitro meat to the point that, you know, like five, ten years from now, they can sell it as comparable prices to the this animal um, meat. Yeah. I think then they it, it, it shouldn't take them that long to basically awaken the world's conscience for to how horrible we've been. Yeah, yeah. You,
0: yeah, I or would what? yeah, I would like to here's what I what would like to happen. Okay. Imagine this, it becomes so cheap for them to produce that lab-grown stuff that in all like all the fast food restaurants and all of that, they are buying that from from the scientists and have
3: to change their mindset. Well,
0: well, here's the deal. They would yeah. do, they, okay, listen to this guys. Now, these restaurants are doing that because it's cheaper for them than buying the the so-called real animals. So they do that and that's what's in their burgers and none of the customers know it. That's the idea is that the, if the consumer never knows the difference and it's biologically identical, they never know it, then that that's good because it, I I personally I would I would just prefer that it be switched without people's knowledge or consent. <laughs> right.
1: And that, that's actually, we're talking about, the are amazing. I think it's its its beyond understanding how the world doesn't get this yet. I mean, I don't get it. You know, it's just like we, we kind of like are so puzzled about how people, you know, can believe they have a free will. You know, how pe—how can people not get I mean, people have dogs and cats and, and parrots and stuff. How can they, like, you know, not understand how, how cruel it is to treat those animals the way we do?
0: I know. I find it so unbelievable, too. I mean – I just don't get it because like we and we don't we don't even have to get people to see those other animals as as being equal to human life, even though, of course, I do. Obviously, we only need to get them to respect those other animals as much as they do their dog or their cat or their parrot, you know? (laughs) Yeah, it's 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 conditioning
2: since you're a child, though. Right. So that's that's what happens. Uh, People get conditioned. It's almost like a religion, You know, people are con- conditioned to a religion.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I don't, have you, I don't know if you guys saw that, um, I think it was a Spielberg's uh, film, Amistad or Arm- Armistad or something. It was about it was about this, this English town of 13,000, I don't know in the 1600s, 1700s and all. and they were the ones who finally like, you know, woke up to like how wrong slavery was. Right, and so it started in this in this hub in these again, a town of 13,000 people, and then it just exploded to the, to the world. so in other words, like it's there are kind of like tipping points, and there's kind of like a point after which you know enough people get it, you know, just like with technology, then it explodes and, and everybody gets it. Mm-hmm.
2: yeah, 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 I think it's going to happen it, it has to. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and, and and here's the thing that's weird about it, guys. And now I've been thinking a lot about this lately. I've just been thinking about how societal change doesn't really happen that much because people change, but because they die out and different people take over. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. It's
2: definitely generational. So each generation... Uh, now, the problem is the gen- when generations are um, brought up by... Past generations and they, and they you know they're brought up with religion. And yeah, they're
3: brought, or brought up to be selfish.
2: Right, but but the, but like I said, 30 years ago we didn't even have a high-speed internet connection. Now today everybody's like not everybody's connected. There's there's people in in third world countries that aren't connected yet. But eventually everybody will be connected, and uh, once that happens, they can. They, there's. There's a lot more reason to, or people can actually have access to the information that they need. So,
1: hey, you know, you know what's happening? All right. Um, basically, in medicine, they're they're finding, for example, like instead of like telling a a doctor one symptoms and just inputting, you know, a doctor analyzing data to come up with a, a diagnosis and treatment and all, they're actually, you know feeding that stuff into computers who are like rendering as accurate decisions or perhaps even more accurate than our doctors. So imagine a world run like that. So not like when we go to elections, right? It wouldn't be like we were kind of like voting for one person against the other. We might be voting for IBM's Watson uh, against like, you know, Apple's, uh, I don't know. uh, No, no, no.
3: I would vote for Watson every time.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But think about that because, like, you know, we we might have our world run by commu- computers that we have engineered to not be selfish and not be greedy and to make far wiser decisions than we could ever make.
2: Yeah, we just have to we have to program them
0: program with with a lot of safety
2: nice. measures, basically, because. Uh, And we have to get those safety measures right is the problem.
0: Well, okay. Now, here's a question, guys. What if something really bad happens? Just just for the sake of some humor, go with me on this. okay? Imagine if they've programmed computers that believe these harmful fundamentalist religions like Islam and Christianity. Imagine if there were computers that believe those. How would that even work?
3: You had to program it to believe it.
1: I know. They would (laughs) create viruses to destroy themselves. (laughs) They would have holy war against each other. Yeah, I
0: know. Yeah, the robots would go to holy war and see, they would each... These computers would believe that they would get the correct afterlife, that they would have a soul and that would go to a certain afterlife based on what they did. You know? (laughs) That'd be weird.
2: Yeah, that... You're scaring me, Chandler. Yeah,
0: I know. That would be a scary situation. I know. That is a very scary thought, but I worry about these things. <laughs> yeah.
2: Hey, George, speaking of the medical thing, I, I have a software running on my computer that's called Boink, B-O-I-N-C. And uh, what it does is it, it allows uh, people in the medical com- community to use your computer when it's idle uh, to cure cancer or or. All, the, all these different um, scientific objectives basically so so uh, for for processing power it, it allows um, it to distribute their processing power amongst you know a community of, of people um, so it's an interesting software because it just just it's just when your computer is in idle mode basically when it when you're on it it, it turns off but uh, um, it just it's just one more thing that kind of helps the world, and I, I think it's a good software. So.
1: Oh yeah, no, I've heard of it, and, and also cloud computing—the the idea that we don't have to have programs on our computers anymore; it can all be like in the internet. Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. Actually,
2: you can connect this coin to a to a cryptocurrency. I don't I don't know if you guys are familiar with cryptocurrencies, uh, which is like uh, digital currency. Um, but th- this digital currency basically you can do what's called mining by using the Bo Inc. Uh So it's kind of like a, a reward for doing the ink is you get some cryptocurrency from it. But uh, money, basically. <laughs> Interesting.
1: <laughs> all right, how about I've got on, another idea.
3: All together, because like I said, money, that's one of the reasons why we get into these problems.
1: <laughs> all right, one, one of the problems with the world today, and let's explore how possible this might be. Um, people lie politicians lie corporate you know like they they tell us that that they think i don't know they they yeah they they tell us they think climate change is not happening when they really know it is and all so like these lies i think are just like especially when it's they're coming from leaders i think wreak havoc on civilization so the idea is like you know i wonder how Close, we are to a 100% accurate lie detector test. What do you What do you guys think? What are the challenges in that?
2: Uh, I think we're getting there, actually, with with that, uh, especially with when it comes to uh, neuroscience. Uh, I don't. I don't think the lie detector tests that we have, like the the one that that you just put up to your uh, vital signs, are, are they don't. Yeah, re- that's not
3: like- reliable.
2: Yeah, those those are known as not not being reliable, but I think yeah,
3: because like I said, that's why they will use them in courts, because you know if you're nervous, they're gonna say that it's a But you know, that's a nervous situation.
2: <laughs> right, right. But, but now that we're in the era where we're, you know, where neuroscience is where it's at, I think I think a, an absolute lie detector test will be uh, in the. Your future. W- would
0: that would future. that work? Like, it can read your brain activity, and the brain activity will let them know if someone's telling the truth or lying.
2: Yeah, yeah, I th- I think so. I th- I mean, it would it would know exactly. Um, yeah. Beyond any beyond any reasonable doubt, anyway. So,
1: technologies may also be able to be combined. In other words, like there's like voice. Um, voice recognition, you know, can give a somewhat accurate um, you know, understanding with stress levels and all. Then there's eye movements, then there's micro motions. You oh, know, yeah, so you like
2: can, you can combine them all, right? So so you don't have to rely just on one one facet basically. So
1: that that would be so amazing. And and you know probably like, you know, our cell phones probably have enough computing power to be able to like, you know, um you know, just like, let's say it was based on a microphone, a camera. I'm not sure what else a cell phone could do, but yeah, to be able to, like, that everybody could have access to that.
2: The concern is that uh, people, if, if people's brains can be programmed, then that they might be programmed to do bad things and and believe bad things. And, and under a lie detector test, uh, they could be programmed to actually believe that something actually took place when it didn't (laughs) so you you have to be careful about that technology well yeah
0: that that's a good point because if a person believes something then they're not actually lying when they say it so how in the world would like a machine could detect whether a person was intentionally lying about what they believe but it wouldn't be able to say anything about the truth or falseness of their statement
1: Right. Well, actually, that takes us into the realm of free will, because basically, you know, at least my understanding is that our consciousness is what our unconscious makes us aware of, you know, because all of the data and the processing and the principles are at the level of the unconscious. It's our unconscious that's actually, you know, making our decisions. So it could be that um, that even though we might, you know, our unconscious kind of like is making us believe that something that we're kind of like telling the truth, it might on a deeper level know that that uh, we're lying. So it's like, so in other words, like we might have to access our unconscious for that information. Wow. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah.
2: But when we get when we get into programming brains, then then that's what we're doing is we're we're changing the hardware. We're we're changing the actual. Uh, Brain, uh, unconscious part of it. And so when we do, when we do that, then then like I said, there there'd be no way of detecting that the person didn't
0: truly believe it. So but yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's some crazy stuff, guys. Huh? Mm, yeah.
2: Anything else? Any yeah. other strange things you guys want to talk about? This is the strange talk about episode.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't even know um, what we're, we're here.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Just like it was, I was at the Franklin Institute, right? Trying to say that I'm um, trying to do a slide detector thing, right? There's one guy. I tried to fool him, right? Couldn't do it. So like this. I gave him a hard stare. He's like, like I said, he told me, pick a number, right? On the screen. So I picked the number. I looked at him. I gave him a hard stare, right? Uh-huh. Give him a hard steer, right? So he asked me, um, did you pick this number? I said no. He said, um, did he actually picked um, number two. I said no. they I pick number three, did I said no. Hit it was two. But yeah. He um he looked at um they um have a payback thing on their um on their side, right? So he looked at it, he said you picked number two. I'm like, how the hell did he do that? <laughs> <sighs> yeah, <laughs> I was thinking. I was thinking, how Up. the
1: hell did he do that? uh what do you guys think of cryonics? You know, we've got like what about thirty people that are frozen. <laughs> let's say you know somebody's been frozen for thirty years. We bring them back to life. Had would we have to conclude that the person was technically dead? And like so, like you know, what what would we make? I mean, let's say the person started. I, I don't know. What What do you think of that prospect? What What would happen?
2: So cryonics or cryogenics? Um, I I don't see why. Well, they wouldn't be dead for chirogenics. Are you talking about uh, cryogenics? Like w- once you're dead, like once once you die, and then and then they freeze your body and and then try to revive it later on. Is that what
1: you're talking right, about? Right, right. So like, so basically, they stop the the decomposition of the body.
2: Oh, right, okay, yeah. that's a, the that's a difference between cryonics and chirogenics, okay. So, yeah, okay, yeah, That that is a little weird. I think some, who's who's doing that right now? There's some rich people that are, are
3: currently doing that, like 250 bodies or something? Why they want to do that? They're going to um, wake up into um, a fucked up world.
1: <laughs> well, no, maybe 100 years from now, it might be a bliss. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. We can
3: all dream, right? Yeah, that,
0: yeah that'd, that'd, be, that'd be weird. Yeah, I mean, now, of course, if we could end up being, like, frozen for 500 years and then wake up in idiocracy. <laughs> yeah.
2: So I don't think we'd, we'd, you'd technically be able to wake up at, at that point because there'd be no one to fix fix you. But the, So the idea of Kyra, I can't even pronounce it, Chironics is that um, in the future, they'll be able to revive a dead person <laughs> because you know they'll be able to revive a dead person or, or they'll be able to take their brain structure and, you know, revive that brain structure into another form, basically. So, so you'd have the same person with the same thoughts and stuff like that in the future. Um, and I, I just say that I don't see why it wouldn't be possible you agree?
1: Actually, I think they've succeeded, like with frogs and goldfish. I think they froze frozen goldfish and brought them back to life.
2: Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's like I said. Once transhumanism is here, once once everybody's machines, there's be no reason why they wouldn't be able to do that. So.
1: Oh, so again. W- with that book that I'm reading, you know, like, The Singularity is Near, another thing that, that he said, some people theorize that, like, we think that energy is the the fundamental building block of the universe, you know, mass energy. This person was speculating, theorizing that actually it might be information. And, and, you know, I'm not sure I know what he means well enough to explain it in more detail, but somehow, like, that information... Um, gives rise to energy, which gives gives rise to whatever.
2: I I don't know. Yeah, I have to, I'd have to read his books. I don't know what he means by en- uh, information there.
1: Hmm. Do you have yeah, because a- like they they were speculating whether the the information is analog or or digital. And <laughs> at that point, my mind is blown. I, I I couldn't understand what they were you know referring to.
2: Maybe we're in the matrix, is that what you say? I don't know, that doesn't make sense to me.
1: Yeah, I mean, because have you, have you ever heard, like, you know, mathematicians will say this, and I, I've never agreed with it, but, you know, it's kind of like that everything is math. You know, and, and fine, I, 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 I get that you can, like, measure everything, I guess, quantitatively, but that's a different thing from saying that everything is math, but I'm wondering if, like, you know, fundamentally everything is, you know, um binary or or like you know digital in some way i don't know
2: yeah i, I don't see i don't see that I, and, and and yeah the, the math thing we use math to to figure out the universe but that doesn't mean that everything is math i guess so
1: hmm Anyway. All right, Trick, you just reminded me. Remember when we were exploring this, um, this idea of, of space-time, of yes. time, space, and all? Now, if, if space and time are kind of like mass and energy, like apparently you can't have space without time, and you have can't have time without space, right? Uh, well, we got into this. I think we, we explored this, um, but it's just like, I guess like, the question I'm asking is, what is time, you know like you know cuz we have like this physicality and this this time that that apparently you can't have space without and the the, right. the time is i guess it, it does is time also related to like what what curves objects you know within space you know it's it's space time that curves right around objects
2: right well it depends on, on what theory that you're going by so so if you go through, there's the A theory of time and the B theory of time. The A theory of time is everything is um, caused. There's a, there's a there's a causal flow. There's a there's actual flow of time, and then there's the B theory of time where everything already exists. Which I don't buy the B theory for, for various reasons. Um, yeah.
1: All right. I just I just remembered another one. All right, and, and like we've explored this before, but like it's something that, like to me, doesn't make sense. Like, for example, in geometry, right? Let's say that the singularity was, let's say, the size of a quark or the size of an atom or the size of a pea, right? Now, they say it expanded, and the expansion was kind of like the expansion of like raisins, you know, in a raisin bread or something or balloon, whatever. They have different analogies, but again, they also say that. The universe doesn't have a center, um, but but like I can't, you know, to my mind, if you start out with a universe that's the size, for example, of a quark, and, you know, how could you not have a center? I mean, like, uh, what do you guys, you know, what's what's your positions on that? What, what's your thinking?
2: Yeah, that that's another one of those mysteries, really. Like like like, it, the expansion of the universe is is based on um what we can observe of the universe and and what we observe is is kind of you could th- kind of think of it like a film like 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 the balloon analogy. so if you're blowing up a balloon uh if, if there's a balloon that there, there's no hole like let's say there's no hole that you can blow in it's just it' just autom just a balloon that blows up that that, that doesn't have any you know any holes in it. <laughs> so it's just a balloon that's blowing up and everything on the surface of that balloon is all the different planets and uh different uh, galaxies and and things like that that's that's the common theory of of expansion now whether there's something in the middle whether there's like like a balloon would have air in the middle obviously so whether there's something in the middle that's just space that's space empty space basically uh that we don't know (laughs) so
1: all right, I think wait a minute. I think I may be getting it. So like, basically, you're saying that like, cause like, does that refer to like this idea that the universe is curved? And if it's curved, that it's kind of like a flat surface. It's not like three dimensional like we perceive it. It's like you know more of a sheet that's curved. And the, yeah, the, I mean, the you, sheet
2: could, would, you, you you could think of it like like the balloon is curved. And then and then um, uh, if you think of like gravity curving it as well, you could think of like uh, the things that are on it, or on, on that surface, kind of bending the the balloon sheet down it, it,
3: it
2: is a bad metaphor, basically.
1: All right, but let, let's say we went with that, right? But let's we're starting at a quark or an atom, right? And we go with instead of it's three-dimensional, dimension, kind of like a you know the inside of the balloon expanding or inflating, whatever. That it's a sheet, right? But even so, you know, geometrically, wouldn't there be a center of that sheet? Well, that's
2: that that we don't know. We 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 don't have access to any centers. Is the point? So whether there is or not, there might be. There might be. It just might be space, as far as we know. But but it's we know that everything is expanding outward, and our observable universe is on kind of this uh, film on this on this sheet. Alright, because uh, so, it's, it's, like, it's a big trick, trick film, but but it's, right. it's, trick, what it's you're, Go ahead.
1: Yeah, Trick, what you're saying is because sometimes I read in physics books that and, and on the internet that like the universe has no center. So what you're saying is actually that's like a misstatement of it. It's just like that we, we don't know the center. We can't detect the center just like we can't detect what, what happened before the Big Bang.
2: Right, right. I mean it has. we could say it has no center, or we could say I mean to be technical, we would have to say we don't observe a center, <laughs> so that's that's what in science terms we don't have. But
1: uh, it, I'm glad you cleared that up for me. Cool, thanks.
2: But yeah, so everything in our universe is expanding outward, kind of like that big balloon. Now that's just one theory. There's other there's other theories as well, like there's a donut theory and things like that. So it's, they're not all. There's not. I say not it, all that. Theory. I say it's
0: a. I say it's a bagel. <laughs> you Say it's a bagel. Yeah. A bagel, yeah. Bagel? yeah. Yeah. Or an over. Like gr- oh, donuts. Yeah. Oh, donuts. Or an overgrown Cheerio. <laughs> now,
2: what's interesting about the what's interesting about the balloon theory is if we were able to somehow travel in a straight line in the universe, we could come. We can go straight and then come back around to the Earth, theoretically. Um, <laughs> if, you know, if if you could actually travel the universe. If you could actually... You
1: I, well, I mean, Earth, so then, like...
3: I don't think so, because I don't think the Earth is going to be in the same spot coming back.
2: Well, it is... Because
3: everything's moving.
2: Yeah, well... <laughs> That's a good
0: point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, it, well, but I mean,
1: I wonder if that... I wonder if that has something to do with entanglement. You know, it's like, you know, like if, if two, you know, entangled particles are on either... Um, side of the universe, maybe they are like you know, right together in a you know, in a certain sense.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's hard to say. Like some say, you could fold space time and and you can or you can create a wormhole through it. You know, so so if you have a wormhole going to two sections of of the universe, basically.
1: Anyway. So are, the, are these kinds of problems like um, amenable to like, for example, if we have much faster uh, computer processing with much stronger artificial intelligence, do you think these problems are amenable to, to that kind of like solution to, to kind of like no more, you know, rather than we as human beings theorizing what it might be?
2: You're saying in the future when we become more technologically advanced, will we be ha- have better answers to these questions? yeah like
1: saying? 10, twenty years yeah like that that for some reason you know would our our brains our human brains can't let's say put off the factors together and and calculate them or work with them whatever you know in a way that'll give us the the right answer, but maybe these artificial intelligence might
2: well i think I think what would be more likely is the artificial intelligence would find a way to get more information that we than we what we currently have so uh, more information about the physics of the universe or more information about uh, just, you know, they might, might, in, the, in the future, we might be able to send probes farther out into the universe that, that can give us more information. So. <clears throat> hmm. But I don't know about 20 years. I, I, I would give it a little longer than that. Probably yeah, about 50
1: years. That's that. right.
3: our, mean, he, Your current state, mind that you may even no give it a couple years
1: this guy Kurzweil he says that like by 49 or something like that that yeah. we will be able to like you know export our intelligence throughout the entire universe now again that that's I don't oh, know how no, he gets that far but I'm telling you if you guys begin just like the first I don't know how many pages it was because I was on a Kindle and I was listening to it but the beginning of the book it's just like it's it's surreal, you know. Just like what this exponential growth in technology actually, you know, yeah. just predicts for the future.
2: I, I know. I just know there's a lot of assessments of, about the how quick this exponential technological growth is going to happen, and, and some of them say it's going to happen like like you say in the next 10, 20 years, we're going to hit that singularity point. Other people say in the next. Hundred or so years, and so, some people say farther out.
3: Assuming so, we're around a hundred years, I
2: don't
0: think we will be.
2: <laughs> well, no you. You guys might be. You, you two are young, so you might be around in a hundred years because, uh, because with the uh, growth of medicine and things like uh, that.
3: That's not the reason why we say we might not be around.
0: Yeah, yeah I think <laughs> th- I, th- I think it's going to be due to. Um, Due to oh I see yeah due to like either war or climate change yes, or, or yes. all the trees are gone there's no oxygen or something like that or all of the above
3: yeah uh, so that's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's all right, guys,
0: that's the but... other
2: that's the other problem no, is is we have if we have like we say we have two lines uh, one one is our technological growth and the other is our wisdom I don't know our technological growth might go up you might see that on a like go extremely upward but our wisdom might still be too low, and and so it's not keeping up with the technological growth, and that that could cause problems because we could just destroy ourselves as soon as we have the techno technology to do so, right? So.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's. Why ca- are you doing that now?
2: <laughs> well, well, to some degree, yeah, but. Well, and, yeah. and then there's other funny it, things. It'll be a lot easier with with the technology, like with nanotechnology and things like that. Uh, For somebody, you think
3: a nuke can
2: destroy? Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Okay,
0: and guys, here's. I feel like yeah. (laughs) Well, here's
2: it's not not easy to to do that, but it'll be a lot easier in the future, is what
0: I'm saying. Well, and then, he, guys, here's another thing um, that is interesting. Like, something, one thing that kills people is, you know, they're surrounded by all this technology, all these, you know, smartphones and all these computers that can do amazing stuff. So, like, then it leads to problems such as uh, teenagers texting while driving. You know, and then they end up in car wrecks yeah. that way. That's one example. Another example is there was I heard about this. There was some woman who was playing Pokemon Go on her phone, and she got stuck up in a tree somehow. <laughs> like what? <laughs> like it's just like weird stuff happens when 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 dumb humans have this technology.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. Well, they they say that there's a there's a certain number of accidents occur because just because of Pokemon Go, people people going into very dangerous places and stuff like that <laughs> it's kind of
1: crazy oh i you know, know. It's <laughs> guys this 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 um singularity is near it's gotten me thinking rethinking the climate change in other words like according to our current technology whatever you know we're already past the point of no return you know like there's no you know reasonable way of, of turning back this this acceleration of greenhouse gases and the tipping points and all that the answer is, they know,
3: just won't want
1: to do it. Well, that's, I mean, the, the thing is, like, well, if there isn't, the, the, like, the, the point would be that, you know, these assessments are based on present technology. So, like, for example, let's say there's um, there's still research on, on cold fusion. That's Now they call it something else because, like, you know, cold fusion has such a, a bad name to it, bad rep. But um, But, for example, that's, you know, if we were able to, like, do that, then we would have more than enough energy to probably suck, you know, all that extra greenhouse gas, you know, from the atmosphere. So, again, this, this acceleration in computer technol- technology may lead to, like, um, innovation in, you know, like energy and things like that, that might just, like, I- accelerate our, our technology to the point that we can reverse this climate change.
3: Uh,
2: we don't know. We'll, we'll, have to, we'll have to see. But in the meantime, climate change is happening quicker than we think, and uh, it's going to affect a lot of people. Even even if we do have a, find a solution later on, uh, in the meantime, in the wake, there's going to be a lot of. See,
3: we, we got. Like I said, when it comes to find a solution, we know a solution. Man just don't want to do it. Too hard with the money.
1: Yeah, but, well, no. It's more than that, isn't Like, for example, like right now, the amount of money and energy it would cost, let's say, to reverse the climate change and bring the the atmosphere back to um, right, it would just be astronomical. We don't have, you know, near the technology, but eventually we might. Well, actually,
0: here, here's an example of how climate change could be completely stopped. Now, of course, this requires humanity to suddenly completely vanish off the face of the earth. OK. But – and of course, so, of course, we don't get to enjoy it. But um, – so here's the thing. If, if humans like all – like let's say that we all just vanished or say we were all abducted off of Earth by aliens or something like that. So then with no humans, nature runs wild. The plants grow back. The forests grow back. You know, they we – you know,
3: We're going to still cause havoc. We think the nuclear power plants are going to do. Oh,
0: that's a good point. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah. like. Say, they say that if, if don't if, don't believe me, watch the show 100 and watch the end um the show the, um season four of 100, or the beginning. Yeah, that, it's going to have that effect.
2: <laughs> yeah, all the all of the basically you, you, what you'd have is you'd have all the growth and wildlife grow in, and then eventually all of the uh, nuclear power plants would break down and destroy everything around them. <laughs> so yeah.
1: What what do you guys do? you guys know of any technology can you hear me I hear you
3: yeah
1: we hear you do you guys do you guys know of any technology that has been designed to basically make that material non radioactive that you know that we don't have to like you know we can reverse it somehow just like chemically alter it so like we don't have to store it anymore it's just like we take the radio take t- t- it out of it
3: basically it.
1: I mean, again, this is like chemistry. I don't know what chemistry. I don't know what it is. You know, like, but just like it became radioactive. So why can't there be a process to to like you know to make it unradioactive?
2: Uh, we don't have that yet, anyway. But nope. maybe maybe in you the don't. future, because because radioactivity has to do with breaking down atoms, basically. So <laughs> you have to build guys- those atoms back up.
0: Is my camera on? Cause like yeah, your your camera's on, George. So,
1: but I, don't, I don't know how that turned on. Sorry.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I mean, we probably do need to wrap up this episode. This has been interesting, yeah. guys. Um. So, let's see. But do Be you? Careful with such park at night. and hear stories. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, do you, do you any of you guys have good ideas for a title for this episode? Because this is absolutely crazy. Wow,
3: this is so random. I don't know. Talking about strange things. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that that could work.
1: Yeah, no, just uh, amazing things. Yeah, amazing our amazing universe, our amazing reality. Yeah, I guess so. Something like that. Can you can you guys see the the, the Manhattan skyline? Cause like. I'm pointing the camera out, but I can't see where it's like... uh, Yeah, yeah, I see a bunch of buildings. Oh, cool, all right, yeah.
3: Dang, I was there six months ago. On its side, but yeah. (laughs) Was it six months ago? Yeah, I believe it was six months ago. I was there in December. I was down there in December.
2: You must have good data speed if you're able to do that outside.
1: Well, I've I've got a a, a Wi-Fi... box one of these little boxes so I've got it with me it's a, oh, okay. it's right here yeah oh okay I wish I could turn this camera off I don't know how to figure this out huh. right,
3: why don't why don't, why don't we close the, out um, the
2: episode
1: uh, it's a uh,
3: camera thing yeah oh, the camera button is on your um, steam <laughs> yeah. I mean it's not steam sky yeah.
0: yeah okay so yeah we really should should close out this episode was there anything anybody else wanted to say before I officially just close it
1: No, this was fun.
0: Yeah, this was fun. Like and
1: subscribe.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like and subscribe. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, well, anyway, thank you for listening to Philosophy, Science, and Religion. And we've been talking about some strange and amazing things. And we've just kind of been all over the place. We haven't stayed on one topic. But this was kind of fun and relaxing just talking about all these possibilities of future technology. So we should do this again sometime from time to time, just explore these kind of fun topics. Anyway, uh, thank you for listening, and stay safe, everybody. Have a good night. Bye. Yeah!